Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Projector Lunchcast episode 9 already, which is about 10 more episodes than we ever thought we would get to. We thought we would get negative one episode. That was my assumption, yes. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marcel. I'm super glad to be here today with some of my dearest friends slash co-workers um, like Basti. Hi, hi. Richard. Yes. And Matthew. Hi. Back by popular demand is Matthew. Yes, I, I'm, I'm still dying from what Marcel said just shortly before the podcast that I won't repeat. Um, so please carry on, Marcel. You know, Actually, we, we, the last person that was not here was Basti, so shouldn't he be back by popular demand? True, yes. Basti also backed by popular demand, but we did receive feedback, uh, comments, that if without Matt there would be riots. Who said that? Uh, you know, I'm, was I'm, it I'm, Nick? I, don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists. But, was it uh, Nick? It was not Nick. Okay. Also, it seems like the last episode was rather popular without myself, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I personally think it was our best episode. Hmm. That could be... Every episode is our best episode. If you say so. What? <laughs> so, comments. we are gathered here today to discuss a topic that is uh, still fresh on everybody's minds, I think, which is gaming trade shows. And bones. So, uh, last week, all of us were at Gamescom for... Varying lengths of time and varying purposes. Yes. So, uh, Basti and myself were there for work. Uh-huh. Richard and Matt uh, had the opportunity to, you know, alongside other people from the studio, to visit for a day. I was there for work. Okay. I was so, working it. You were actually working? I was working. Oh, I mean, huh? not not like on my project, but I was, I was working it. Anytime I entered one of those halls, working it. You were feeding it, right? Uh, no, but I was working it. Okay. Okay, so now that that has been established, thank working you very much, it. Richard. Yeah, good. Good job. Um, so, yeah, you know, today we want to talk about uh, gaming trade shows like that. You know, yeah. where they're coming from, where are they going, are they even really necessary in this day and age of, you know, like streaming and a lot of companies doing their own shows, mm-hmm. you know, like blizzcon paradox con what have you um so yeah anybody want to start with any initial thoughts on the whole ordeal the whole gamescom ordeal you know gamescom any you know i mean there's a lot of game trade shows uh i I did a little bit of research today you know um, you did the google foo i did the google foo not too much i just Uh looked at like when when this i think like you know obviously the the big one that's been going on for a long time is, is gamescom right which, sorry, Gamescom. E3. I was about to say. Obviously, well, Gamescom has been around for a while already, yeah. especially if you count the, the the predecessor, which was Games Convention, which started in 2002. So why did it go to COM? What's COM? Because it went from Leipzig in Eastern Germany to Cologne. No, that doesn't change the... Well, you call well it was... It, it, it's a different, it's a different event. BlizzCon. So. Yeah, what does a COM stand for? What's COM? You got COM in your username. I assume uh, Community. The games com- community. You know, like like the, the motto of Gamescom is always celebrate the games. Okay, okay. Sure. I mean, it's the world's largest consumer fair, right? We should have it is. Out I think comments. this year they had, I believe, 370,000 people or something like that. Yeah, it feels like that. feels like per per line. But I, I mean, because I hung out with, with you guys a little bit in Gamescom. I mean, I know Basti was working at Marcelo's. Pretend to work. To work. Um, but, uh, I was just dossing. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about your Gamescom. Yeah, um, so for me, like there were good things and bad things about going to that, that sort of thing. I couldn't do it every year, I don't think. This isn't your first your first show, though, It's right? not. It's the yeah. second. But the previous one, I, I was there for work, yeah. mostly. Yeah. So I didn't really just sort of, you know, analyze it really in any other way. I just sort of went through the motions of, of like, being there. It's like, you know, you're thinking about what you're doing rather than actually being a punter. Um, but now I was just a punter, you know, I was wandering around. And actually, the thing I really like is that, you, you know, tourist. in the world of like rate, like where the ratings are king, like yeah. it's really nice to just go somewhere where it's, there's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. 
you can go and sit down, you can play a game, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, if it doesn't take too long. And you can experience something that you might not otherwise have done because maybe you're there with someone else and they kind of put you out of your comfort zone and you go and play something you wouldn't normally play. Or maybe you just go to the indie section, which is really nice, yeah. and play some strange things, some of which are like um, can really change your idea of what, what games are. And then um, the, other, the other half of it is like standing around like a theme park waiting for the ride to start, um, but it, having to sit down and like make sure you have enough battery in your phone and stuff so you don't die of boredom while you're waiting to get there. What was the longest line you, you hit? Well, yeah, you see, I'm complaining, but I, it's, it's more theoretical because oh, yeah. I, I would never do that. I, like, I, I'm I mean, English, aren't you I hate British? Curious. Shouldn't yeah, we be standing in, in lines and queues like be second nature? I mean, that's the thing. Like... We're very aware of it, and that's probably why um, it kills us to do it as well. So I, I really try and avoid it. So overall, positive or negative on Gamescom? Uh, it's positive. Yeah, it's yeah. a really interesting place to go to. Like, if you've never been to a game show, I would definitely recommend it. If you, especially if you're into games, obviously. Yeah. But even if you're not, like, it's it's just an, a, a, you see the whole world there presented to you of mm-hmm. games, um, and that's and that's something that. You know, when you're like in your own room and you're like just browsing Steam or whatever, you're not going to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. True. I mean, if somebody here said who is not into games, I would have to question what they're doing wrong with their lives so that they would listen to the four of us ramble <laughs> yeah. about games for an hour or so. You yeah, know. some weird masochism. My mom, yeah. I think, is listening probably. <laughs> Hi, Basti's mom. mom. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, for people maybe who, who've never been to Gamescom and like, or like is it a show like this to, to set the scene for you, it, it is very... Free. So the, the show opens uh, at 10 in the morning this year, I think, right? Nine. 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 Even general admittance? I don't know. Uh, we, go the, we go on the trade thing. But yeah, no, it, it, it opened at, uh, at nine. Like they start um, they start their like lineup process at like seven, I think. Yeah. So yeah, so, you, uh, so yeah, so to set the scene for you anyways, whenever it opens, uh, yeah. you know, uh, roughly 10, maximum 15 minutes after. Afterwards, mm-hmm. for a popular triple A game, you know, like something like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, yeah. which I played, yeah, which was fun, um, you can expect, you know, that, that very quickly the line caps at, hey, from this on point on, you have to wait four hours to play. And then I think they send people away or something like that because the line gets too long. And then the, you know, like fire marshals are very strict. They're like, you cannot queue in the aisles. You have to queue on the booth. And yeah. if, the, if you run out of space, then no more queuing for you. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, that is something I always find fascinating, you know. Uh, so you gotta you gotta like hunt like a vulture to get to the end of the queue. Yeah, it's it's dangerous in the morning. Like if you if you're very early in because but you people come in or stampede, like they just yeah, yeah they're just running doing the Naruto run and just like passing. They, they don't give a damn about you. <laughs> hey, they run area, you over. What's that area fifty one thing again? Did we miss that? Uh, did that happen yet? I guess it didn't happen because I didn't hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's why we're not a current current events podcast. <laughs> did this thing happen we're just gonna be chuckling like it's like seven people were shot trying to infiltrate area 51 we're like yeah, oh my Naruto god run. Yeah, it's gonna be super like what do you mean Germany unified what let me get back yeah. to you so it's um, not like when the first day is really coming to their own the, the, the very opening of, of it's every own. morning not yeah. not only the first day like the, the first day is the, the most one. most quiet it's and the, the first aiders is, is sorry is what I the, oh, the first responders? The like? first responders, yeah. right. So we call them first aiders, I guess. When did they so. come out? I, mean, I haven't heard of any like serious, like somebody got really messed up. But, I mean, it is a, it is a bunch of junk. There were, yeah. there were like a couple of incidents in the last couple of years where uh, I remember, it was three or four years ago, was it the last time or the one before that, when Riot had like a big presence at Gamescom and they had like eSport tournaments going and then they don't have like the wave breakers in place and then they realized, okay, like people were pushing so hard because they, the, the hall was so crowded with people watching the ESL tournament that uh, people got like slightly injured but not like very serious but after that the games come said like okay this is like a like a big security issue like we are not able to handle that amount of crowds in front of a stage etc um there was the last time they did that one so um, I mean, this is this is a concern that is like Gamescom that has been increasing in Gamescom. I don't think they've gone down in attendance numbers. No, it's gone up every year. Yeah, yeah. And every then, year they they try to cram in a few more people. So of course, you know, it's all about growth. But I mean, and this every is, year you want to be able to say, right. "Hey, we set a new attendance record." Yeah, more more people than ever interested in the most populous game show. But I mean, like for for those of you guys who who don't happen to follow uh, Gamescom in particular and are, are more familiar with E three, like anybody stateside. I mean, I always grew up hearing more about E three. E three was the show, and I think it's still. As far as trade shows goes, the one you, you hear the most about. But um, 
It, and not for long, I think, but uh, just just how it is. But they, what was it, two years ago? They just opened that up to, like their their public three? days. Three, yeah. yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I mean, Gamescom has always had its its public days. It has a trade. Uh, I wish you could see the the size of the air quotations I'm giving now, but a trade uh, trade day uh, on the on the first day of the show where not general admittance is allowed, and then the rest of that time, which ends up being like what a Wednesday to a Saturday, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just open. Exactly. So so public can get in, and that that's happening with uh, with E three as well. Uh kind of, kind of like it, they, E3, they opened it, yeah. Uh, you Damn. can get a consumer whatever the visitor ticket, which I ex- yeah. How much is like two hundred over two hundred fifty yeah. or something? I thought it was so. two. And then really the funny part is that for the the majority of the day, people are not allowed to get into E three. Then I think it was like twelve, no, even like three p.m. Mm-hmm. People allowed with the like stupidly expensive like tickets to get in as normal consumers to check out this stuff, yeah. which is already like over fifty percent of the day is gone. Right. But the funny thing is that like from two thirty p.m. on, you mm-hmm. see that everyone vanishes. Like everyone who was in there before either vanishes into meeting rooms or just goes away, or okay, let's go for lunch or whatever. So you you feel this weird feeling of like oh we don't want to be here if the consumer if the just the players come in I mean, and then it's super super odd like i found it really weird that makes that makes a bit of sense though i mean considering considering what the origins of these things are and why they're why they're useful yeah. i mean trade shows have always been a a way to to interact with the press back when you had a you know less internet yeah, you needed to get the word out about your stuff. I mean, it served the two purposes. It's everybody would gather up, so you'd be guaranteed a kind of saturation of press. And plus, back then, I mean, when video games were still pretty fringe, it was one of the few times a year that it would break into the mainstream media. Yep. So, like, my parents would only ever tell me about what's going on in Mortal Kombat, a crazy game, because they just heard you know somebody was on the floor at at a at a E three or you know, like that's or on that's the floor of the Senate on the floor of the Senate. I am the I am the Senate talking about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, yeah, those two times from for Ed Boon, but uh, but um, like that that was the purpose of that. So I can see how these 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 uh, journalists who have been doing this for years suddenly, you know, and it was always been described as a a marathon show for them, right? Like they'd show up, yeah. they'd have wall to wall appointments, and they need to quickly be able to get between places okay. because this is this is their highest traffic time. So I mean, it's it's really that industry concentration time just ahead of. Whatever sales season, you know the, the the everything's coming out season. So it's like everybody is very clear on their purpose there. Where it's like we have this game we want to show. Uh, the the press is like we want to be able to have as much games coverage as possible. The consumer does absolutely nothing but get in the way of that. Yeah. I mean, so so like I think that move is is more telling for a uh, for an E three trying to find its new relevance. Yes, absolutely. in an age where these things are going away in that capacity, so I mean, Gamescom had that problem to it to a much lesser extent, right? Because I mean, correct me, because I've only been to 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 a few here over the last few years, but it's always been a people come in and see video yeah. games show. Yeah, it's, right? it's from day one. It's been a, yeah. So, so I mean, they they're not having that, that press concentration. No, I mean, you just got like the, the business area and yeah. the so Gamescom, like the the public parts are. Like five halls, I think, something like that. Yeah, six and eight, nine, nine, nine ten. ten. There are five halls. They don't start 11, at one. Five. Uh, you sound like a number station. No, five is not as usually not or rarely games. It's more hardware. Uh, roughly I'm six. Just talking, Let's I'm say just, six. It's content for, for you know yeah. for, for the public. I think six. So then you six got big hangers full of game studios. Yes, yeah. and then you got like uh, three or so halls that are just the business area. Yeah. Um, what is always super funny to me every year so there are a p- couple points um, where you know it, obviously you move from one area to the other Right. so there's um, a staff standing there making sure that if you want to go into the business area you have a business pass and it's always fascinating to me to see like, how many people are there every year like you know that try to argue their way in or they're super curious like, what's happening back here what's like I want to go in there and I think to myself if they actually got into the business area yeah. they would think <laughs> This is super fucking boring. Because yeah. like all, all, yeah. cool, yeah. all the cool booths are outside, you know, like with the big artworks and everything. In the business area, it's largely enclosed booths, all of which have a separate reception. Like, do you have an appointment? Well, then I guess you can't get in. So I, I always think like if people got in there that are super curious to see what happens, they would be like, wow, a business area is boring. Yeah. They're like, wow, it's it's also beyond closed doors, beyond closed doors. It is. It is. I mean, that's all it is, like like to, to spell it's the magic. Section. But also, to dispel the magic for anybody that wants to try and check out the business area, it is a, 
it is a open area for every uh like i'm just describing everyone's probably business booth it's an open area where you can get a coffee then you split off into a meeting room and have your yeah. relevant meeting but to get into the open area to get a coffee from most booths you still need an appointment right oh i got that hot dog so like without i got you that hot dog <laughs> you didn't give me that hot dog there's an I infiltration there. these people this is okay here's the height of uh, of business area um espionage okay tactical espionage action business area one one of these business areas had a uh had a hot dog machine and i can't walk past a hot dog machine <laughs> i need the hot dog so I got I got chucked out by reception. They were like, "Do you have an appointment?" I was like, "No." So I I, I waited till till old business boy over here had uh, had to talk to somebody from another studio and just entouraged on in there. Got that hot dog, and in probably my most solid snake moment, I walked past that receptionist that didn't let me get a hot dog eating my hot dog. My my memory wow. of it. So. It was super difficult to make eye contact with her through the entire hall. Like just, I'm just walking backwards, or... like people are bumping into me, and I'm still just eating that hot dog <laughs> and looking at her. My, my memory of it is, it's for you, you know? <laughs> like it's 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 like um, it's, if when we were doing it, it was like uh, the release we were announcing the game, and um, yeah. and there were a lot of journalists there, so it was just like a small area for quite a lot of people, yeah. all with their laptops and their headphones in, just like <laughs> tapping away. It's like the most boring. It's like being on a like an underground train or something. Didn't, like, didn't you describe it to me as like one of those headphone parties? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you gotta let you know it's it's quite loud. So, the best way to to do a demo is is often to to let like all the journalists whatever put on headphones and you just um, yeah speak to them over voice chat essentially because yeah it's uh, yeah there's like some funny idiosyncrasies is that the word I'm looking for looking at yes. mess excellent you're just looking for the biggest I, word I you do, know or I do language good oh, okay yes yes. Um, so you know, so we, we've we've talked a lot about this uh, as as from the gaming perspective. Would you guys, um, if you were not working in the industry or like going there for for business or whatever, would you, as as private citizens, want to go to Gamescom? Hell no, 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 not very often. Okay, I always uh, think to myself, I feel like if you're into games. You should go to Gamescom, you know, whatever your local equivalent is. You know, Gina Joy, PAX, uh, EGX, whatever you have, Paris Games, you know. You should go to one of these things once. I think, you know, just because there, there is... In a, your a life life. or a year? Uh, at least once in your life. You know, it's like a pilgrimage, no, that's right? A, yeah, I agree. Go I there agree. once in life. Um, just, just to see all of it. And... Uh, we're all just very confusedly looking at Richard now, who just got up and walked away. Uh, please carry on. I'm Have just you seen checking, a hot dog machine? I'm just out? checking. The, Have you uh, seen a hot dog machine outside? If there was a hot dog machine, I'd have ran through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> I'm just checking the setup. Carry on. I mean, very good. Like, I mean, it really depends. Like, I'm we're, I'm doing that now for for many many years, and I'm still amazed by people, the willingness of the people to stand in line for like four hours or two hours sometimes to just watch a video, which you then can see on YouTube. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing to me. People queuing up to watch video presentations. But I mean, that's what this show is. And like, it, it, it depends. Like you know, if it, like sometimes uh, if it's something in the business area, so it's like, hey, you know, these it's like somebody from the development team there doing a presentation. But literally, in the in the uh, consumer area, there are sometimes cases of like, you guys sit down and I'll start this video, and uh, I guess in thirty minutes I come back let you guys out or something. That is like the, the, the weirdest fucking thing. To but, me. It's not even a presentation; it's literally just you sit here. There's a video. No, shut up, please. Well, you know what I like about that? Like every year, I do the thing that I go to a queue. Like often when we have like our own own uh, booth presence to our own booth, but sometimes you like even like from booth to from from other uh, folks. And I ask the people in the queue how they're doing. Like, I ask them, like, how, for how long you are now in line? And then they're like, oh, for two and a half hours. And they're playing Uno cards or doing, like, playing on their Nintendo Switch or whatever. And then I ask them, like, hey, are you guys, like, how's the mood? Are you in a good mood or whatever? Are you exhausted? And everyone I ask every single year seems to be happy about that. So there's, like, never a scenario where someone says, like, oh, actually, I hate it. I'm, like, here for two hours. I can't wait until it's over or whatever. So... What, and that is something which I really like about Gamescom, even though we sometimes shake our heads. It's like, how can you do that like for three, four hours? It's like the general excitement, amusement park feeling, how you, you, you named it, Matt. It's, it's there. And then people love that. It's just a shared experience. It's like, you know, like sometimes things can be mind-numbly boring, like waiting in a queue or grinding the same strikes. But if in the end you and your best friend get a t-shirt, you know, you had a shared experience. It's all worth it. Oh, yeah. 
right? I, I mean, I agree about the t-shirt part, but I mean, that's also another, another Gamescom fun time gripe. What? My, my favorite waiting, thing about Gamescom is that, we like... We were waiting for how long? An hour or something? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, 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 I'm not used to waiting in queue. But that, that, and that's, that's exactly the point I'm getting to. Like, I, I think, I think uh, for consumer-sided shows, like, this stuff is, is teetering on a bit of a precipice here. Like, you are not, as a consumer, going to be able to go to a trade show that I know of. You know, I could be wrong. Uh, see some exclusive stuff before it gets out there. You don't have that like Comic Con. I saw the trailer that you know no that never leaked, and I was in the room when it happened. None of that. I, I think everything on the floor might have been, hey, it's playable for the first time. But I mean, like yeah, you can you can get that same gameplay footage on YouTube same day, right? Like I don't I don't think your controller feel is is exactly worth the price of of admission. Um, you're getting fewer and fewer. Like so, my favorite my favorite thing was like when we went there uh, way back, a few years back. Like, you'd come out of there with, with bags of, like, kitsch and swag and all that dumb stuff. And then, like, as I kept going, like, people would just start handing out bags to keep all your swag in, but no swag. So you just, I'd watch these people walk down the hall with, like, seven or eight gigantic empty bags. Bags and bags and bags. Just giant advertisements. They were little walking sandwich boards. It was hilarious. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, I think, I think they're... We, we know that, that uh, they're facing less relevance as a media focus point. We know that. Trade shows are just no. not as, as relevant uh, to get in touch with games media, to show games off to the world. And I worry that they're going to become less and less relevant to consumers, to these hardcore kids that are getting up at 6 in the morning, hopping on a train if you're in Germany and not flying in. You know, getting to this trade show on time to queue up to a game. I, I think they, they have a lot of work ahead of them if they don't want this to... What, what I think, like, I mean, we, we can, like, uh, probably want to talk about, like, the significance of E3 and then of e games becoming more and more important, etc. But what I always also feel while there are a lot of, like, content creators, mm -hmm. because I don't like that word, influ you know what I'm say, talking yeah. about? Content creators or famous content creators, <clears throat> while many of them also go to E3... I have the feeling that for this whole like YouTube, Twitch, celebrity space, Gamescom is a big deal. Like there were a ton of signing sessions, a ton of fan meetups, and then just like uh, even like smaller channels having just yeah. like 10, 15 fa fans around them going through the, the uh, convention. I think that brings a little bit this like feeling, community feeling you usually have from Comic Con or Anime Cons or whatever into Gamescom, and that changes a little bit the dynamic. Of but things. that's, I mean, look, you're talking about you're talking about why PAX is successful, essentially. Yeah. I mean, so this is this is not what I'm what I'm getting at. Like I'm I'm saying for for a triple A for triple A games for for people that only want to play gigantic titles, it's becoming less and less useful. That's like yeah. going, through the, for, going through the motions. Exactly. Sort of yeah. 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 I mean, at a certain point, and like a lot of companies are not doing that. Like Nintendo's, like I'm cool. I'm done. Like I'm reaching these people through my directs and demos and whatever. The, on the my funny platform. thing about Nintendo is, while Nintendo skips like the the big things, the big press conference, etc., they are everywhere. Like if you go to stuff like Fantasy Basel, which yeah. is a convention in Switzerland, where there's almost no games whatsoever. It's more like comics and and uh, tabletop games and all this kind of like stuff. Nintendo has the boost there. And then you start to look around. It's like, okay, this is way cheaper. Sure. So they go and to they, all the smaller had, trade fairs. They had playable stuff at, yep. at Gamescom as well. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I think I think you'll see this, hopefully, the, the, the way that I, I see these trade shows kind of peeling out some sort of successes with the, the kind of layer of gaming that still needs it. I mean the indie the indie mega booth is is a huge driving thing yeah. in packs. I mean it's it's what made a lot of that stuff like they they are they are to to my knowledge I haven't fucking been to packs. I as you can tell I'm I'm uh, I'm not uh, super keen on on big shows like this but um but like they they seem to have been the model in the states at least for for yeah. come play you'll you'll be actually able to play something you'll you'll meet people You'll do that. And I mean, for for YouTubers and 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 content creators, it's going to be the same thing. They're essentially getting their their convention space. You know, come see me. Also, come see these games. Also, come see this great stuff. We're going to work together. And like viewers of my channel will be able to go play this. You know, whatever indie game that they that we're into. But I mean, for these massive uh, releases, like it's just going to. I think it's only going to decay more when it when a company is is big enough to be able to. Get its message out there 
quickly and effectively with it with an audience that's listening exclusively to them year round. So I could be wrong, but I, I yeah. I, I, I mean, it's clearly going in that direction. I think like E three will still have some significance. I think you need still that like one big press blast and this one like competition that's interesting. going on. Because I mean, people have been major major companies have been dropping out of E three exactly. For years in a row but now. like, in, in the the thing is, I think they they have to to, to switch the format. Oh, like, well. I mean, already most of the big guys are outside E three in their own venues, have their own press conferences, but they still do it at the same time. Sure. So maybe the concept of E three because uh, the timing is good to announce something. Then maybe around Gamescom etc. Having a playable then for Christmas, yeah. um, uh, bringing that game out on autumn. But maybe the concept of, of E3 in a couple of years is not like, oh, this one thing in, in one venue. It's more like, okay, it's a general thing which is going on in LA or somewhere during that time frame in summer. But that's interesting. Why do they do that? Why would they go same time? Wouldn't that only work against them? Like, why would you want to... I mean, don't, don't people worry about getting buried in the games or the E3 shuffle or the... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a uh, two-edged sword. Yeah, double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Thank you very much. You also good language. Language good. <laughs> Richard language good. Mm. Um, so it, yeah, it's it's a double edged sword. It's at the one time, of course, yeah, it's it's much easier. Uh, sorry, it's much harder to stand out. You know, like because because mm-hmm. everybody's focused there. At the same time, it is also that one opportunity, as you said, like you know, when when obviously all of the gaming press comes together, everybody's in one spot. Um, but also there's more mainstream, you know, like so last year, last week, uh, every time, you know, Gamescom rolls around um, in our studio also, we get a lot of requests from from German mainstream TV, from newspapers, stuff like that. We're like, hey, you know, we we just re- remember that video games is a thing because it's Gamescom time. Would you guys like to be, you know, can we do an interview with one of you people or something like that? So, yeah. you know, it's it really, it, it is that time of... On the one hand, it is it is kind of madness to come out there because you know everybody is is bringing out the big guns, yeah. And uh, you know how do you compete? How how does anybody compete? You know, like hey, there's news about a new Rockstar game or a Cyberpunk or whatever. At the same time, it is hey, everybody's together here. So you know, if I have a chance to uh, to you know to show something in person to journalists, mm-hmm. it is now or never because especially a lot of like these small like, like you know smaller indie games or so, um, normally they they would not have the budget maybe to, you know to a do a press tour press event stuff like that. So mm-hmm. really, it's like this is my chance. Uh, most journalists are gonna miss out on my booth because you know they're, they're yeah looking at Cyberpunk and the Call of Duty and you know all the big guns. But uh, I mean, we've never a few been of them may, you know, occasionally drop by, and uh, that's that's better than I guess than still than nothing, right? So it is really there's obviously certain certain layers to it, sure. like um, when when is the best? Like it's it's every year is it's the question of like when is the best time to announce your stuff for E3? Right. Um, for a long time it was I'm gonna go out in May. But now it's that early May is usually like the first two weeks or so of May is when a lot of AAA games that will be announced that E3 do their teasers. Like, hey, here's a logo, here's a mysterious teaser, whatever, full gameplay reveal on this day at E3 or something. Hey, so, it's a leak. So, it, yeah, so, you know, then it moved a little bit closer to like right now. It feels like one of the sweet spots for like smaller yeah. projects. Maybe it's the week right before E3. Um, you know, so it, it, there's always like it's, it's, it's this little song and dance of like how do I maximize you know my, my my exposure while not getting completely drowned out by the big guns well when you have like stuff like the opening ceremony at gamescom where we're more like uh, a lot of like medium-sized uh, to smaller games maybe gamescom or a little bit later is a better moment to announce your smaller game i mean also yeah it could be because because you have people there it's come by play you know i mean gamescom is 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 very bad timing um yeah to be honest for a lot of games, like, you know, if you want, like, for big releases. So, uh, you know, I think for indie games, largely, my guess would be, I've obviously never worked directly in this space, but my guess would be that, you know, there's, you can always try to release, like, an, like an indie game or so, because you're not going to retail and stuff anyways in most cases. Yeah, if you're an indie developer, let us know in the comments. Yeah, actually, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, you can contact us at projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or on Twitter at at Richard Things Marcel is always right. Is that too long? I don't know how long. That's Twitter way too be. long. That doesn't. That sounds like a fantastical Twitter. But I think I think I think you guys maybe have a point there. I mean, if you see like what what even award shows are nowadays. I mean, it's the, the, the these, announcement yeah, show. Exactly the announcement show. The the announcement and initial trailers are are your biggest bullet. It seems in in your 
in your marketing repertoire. And like, I guess, I guess, Basti, you do have a point. Like, people seem to want to gather those up. But I, I do, I do think that some some pretty big changes are going to have to take place. Yes. I really, you see now, like uh, the hardware uh, companies are doing their own conventions. Like last year was the first time in Germany where we had like like this ASOS convention. I think the other guys. The what? ASUS. The what? ASUS. First, I thought you said, said assholes. Assos. The second, yeah. I thought you said ISIS. Yeah. What kind of conventions are you going to, Basti? <laughs> Uh, you know what? You, you mean Asus? Asus. I, I don't want to end on any watch lists because of your stupid jokes. Asus. I was at the Asus convention. Asus, how we say in Germany. So how do you just help him? Asus. Asus. Well, you know, like the band Asus Spades. Just stop That's before not a band. Spades. That's a song. You idiot. Okay, so what? Asus Spades. To be fair, there probably is a band as well. I was thinking of Ace of Bass. That might even works better. Ace of Bass. Yeah, Ace, you know the band Ace of Bass. Don't Ace think of that. Think of Ace's face. And then just stop music. before like the sign. Rhythm is a dancer. No. What are you? No, Ace that bass is uh, all that oh she wants God. is another baby. Oh, all yes, that she wants, and yeah. the sign. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't aware that you're an aficionado of like nineties. Uh, We're still got real heated there. Look, look, one of like uh, like <laughs> the first time I I bought some music cassettes back then. It was mixtapes. Uh, it was Bon Jovi's. Was it called? Was it called Keep the Faith? It was album? called La Bouche. Uh, it was the the first Ace of Base album, which you really forgot, really. and it was, uh, and probably the ones influenced me the most over the years was um, "Appetite for Destruction" by Guns N' Roses. That is a weird mix. That, that is a weird mix, mix right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, '90s techno. Uh, okay, Swedish. Yeah, were they Swedish? Yes, they were Swedish. Yeah, um, and all of that was incredibly successful in Germany for whatever reason. So. Yeah, coming back to, you see that there are more and more conventions popping up, smaller conventions, while the hardware companies had conventions before that, usually press conventions. Yeah. They're now doing like their own consumer events. You have various EGX, EGX Berlin, EGX Res, Birmingham. Um, there's so much like in the smaller space. And then mm. now you have this like Games Week. So where Ubisoft and other companies start to create their own super small events around uh, certain key beats, yeah. like certain times of the year. And I think this will happen more and more because it's way cheaper. You can reach the people directly um, on the uh, specific market, but you will still need that one or two big events to make a big announcement. Do, 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 will enough people turn up to those smaller smaller events consistently for them to be feasible or is that to be honest with the Asus event um, like it was there last was early this year and was surprisingly like well received a lot of people a lot of like also like a lot of companies showed up and, and presented their games and stuff so that was that surprised me a lot because I think about like the, what you're saying about the queuing and all that stuff yeah. like it's a bit of a pilgrimage isn't it sure like, there's big events and so that that element disappears then maybe i don't know no, maybe I mean, people just I, 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 I really think you know that's something that like we maybe underestimate right now because you know we're, we're jaded old men no i don't think so so i'm jaded you're old yeah well i'm hey i'm also jaded <laughs> <laughs> um but you know I, I still think that for a lot of these people it's a thing that busted like they queue up and you're like it's it's just like this one thing a year for a lot of these people, you know, maybe they're, they're obviously they don't work in the industry like we do. So, you know, it's not like this day to day. I do something with video games every day. It's it's maybe they're also not necessarily like here in Germany with Gamescom. They're not all the people that every day are on Twitter or read Reset Era or whatever. You know, it's like people that, you know, once a year for them, it's like, you know, this big event. Like it's like going to a music festival. It's like, this is like, you know, I come together with, I really feel like the excitement about the games industry. And, and honestly, you know, as somebody working in games, for me, what what I I really, really love going to Gamescom once a year, um, because you know, like obviously there's times when things are stressful, so you 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 are getting jaded. But like every year, like going there and just seeing, you know, as weird as it is, seeing this, hey, there's people lining up four hours for the game that we're making. Yeah, yeah. That is, you know, that that is like really this, like you know, in in a certain way, maybe this is also one of the reasons we're doing this. But so like, like to see how much, pe- how much, how oh much the stuff we do means to people. I think it's yeah. amazing. They're like, Why de- are you smiling at me? they're like right? devotees. You, you got stars in your eyes. Uh, they're not like that. devotees. Like the, the people in the queues are like, uh, it's like religious fanaticism. Like they it's like self-flagellation. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like self-flagellation, isn't it? No, that was that was Warhammer cosplay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The emperor right. protects Matt. But it, but it is a bit like that, isn't it? It is like, because people are really, like, they're eating out of the palm of the hand of the people that are presenting this stuff. Sure. And like, I'm not saying that's, 
I get, uh, yeah. Wait, where, where you're, does you're this tr- ha- Nobody's eating out of my hands. Where, you where you was this? You didn't go to the palm of your hands, where did that happen? Oh man, behind closed doors. So the thing uh, is, no, I, I didn't have an appointment. Yeah. I tend to disagree, except for er, er, anything about Kojima. They agree with the How religious part, yeah. but I don't think that the God. the notion of like a religious group when you want to believe in something bigger equals to the excitement of just enjoying your time and leaving your daily mundane life aside to just uh, having fun. But it's like the willingness to suffer. Is it in talk about video games or religion right now? Yeah, I don't know where they went. But, but it's, it's like the willingness to suffer. I get, to, I get to, it. Like, hey, you guys are, you guys sound like you're saying the same thing in the sense that 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 it's it's great to see everybody kind of have this shared experience of we love games. That is not something that permutates everyone's daily life outside of the industry. And you kind of, I, I feel like you're kind of saying the same thing of like, hey, we're all together, suffering together. Yeah, yeah, we're in this line, but we you know we get to know each other. I met, I met new gamers and yeah. new friends. With them. I got, I got a hot take out of out of listening to all this, and that's uh, that's that. I, I don't mind that that aspect of it. But um, the people, the, the 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 companies putting on the the booths, the presentations themselves, probably a little bit of Gamescom, is within their power to treat the the average visitor fucking better. It is possible to respect their time more. Now, one of the interesting things you told me about going out of this was uh, from I believe it was the Sony booth, yeah, uh, where, they, where they they actually did Disney World style fast passing, like you could. You could select a time, uh, like, hey, oh, I'm not going to wait in line. I'm going to pick my time for 2 o'clock p.m., come back, and I'm in that fast pass line. It, it, just, it, yeah. it gets the congestion down on the main line because people aren't standing around. It gets the people to be able to plan out their day. More of that shit. Yeah. I want to see, see more stuff like... Oh, that was fantastic. I agree. Like, the last couple of years, I honestly... Usually, I played, like, one game a year. Yeah. You know, like, usually, I pick out the one things, like, like uh, 2013 was, like... I'm gonna play Titanfall. This like I'm gonna come, play Titanfall. Yeah. I'm gonna play Combat yeah. And like this year, it was for the first time. I think I played like five or so games because, um, yeah, like that 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 that. So what Sony did there was fantastic. Like you you go to GeForce Experience. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> to the PlayStation. Our experience. sponsors. <laughs> Just when I, when I think experience, I think yeah, you think GeForce. G- no, so you you go to PlayStation Experience app and you could say, hey, you know, there there were like three things offered. I think you could play Control. You could play. Modern Warfare, both of which I did, and there was also you could book a slot for a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, as Richard said, hey, I have an appointment for two. They they scan your QR code. You wait maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then you're into play. There should be more. That's of that. fantastic. And this uh, whole this whole lineup for for three hours, we can do better. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see. I I think that there are some really exemplary, cool booths there where you can do more than one thing. You can kind of dive into that. That come um, from what we saw, like Frontiers booth was really awesome. Like there I mean, they were uh, yeah, they had a whole zoo thing. They were painting people's oh, faces, people yeah, walking around, amazing. giving out little plushies to kids. I, like, I was offered several times to have my face painted like a cat. I, I thought about uh, it. I strongly encourage that, and yet I got no face painted cat Marcel. But I mean, like make the booths uh, a little more of a stop. Yeah, like an experience in itself. Like Blizzard yeah. always did. Like that was a big loss this year that Blizzard wasn't there because normally they have a half a booth by themselves, half a hall by themselves. Mm-hmm. And like there, you know, there it really is an experience. Like every year they put on a, an orchestra, like an, a concert, like an orchestra is on stage yeah. playing music from trailers while the trailers are running on ginormous screen, you know, mm-hmm. contests, uh, face so why, paintings, why whatever. Is it type t- stuff. Why is it what they weren't there? What was the reason for that? Because uh, Activision is uh, pinching money this year. As evident by laying off 800 people or something like that. So the lines were shorter by at least 800 people. Oh, that's a bit too Ow. strong. Sorry. Some of, people, some of those people were my friends. No, that's I know, I know. That's God, the thing. God, I think God like, speed, I'm sorry. Uh, when it comes to stage presentations, like, uh, I mean, uh, the, the Blizzard thing with the Symphony Orchestra, the same, uh, Ubisoft had the Assassin's Creed Symphony Orchestra on stage and the Just Dance thing. Like, making more stuff like this, which greatly confused me was, as an example, the 2K booth. Because at that huge stage, and just every, I don't know, like 30 minutes, they just dropped the bass. Sh- 10 people came out on stage, dropped the bass, were just yelling t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts in the microphone, throwing t-shirts, and then going off from the stage again. And like, what is that? You have this amazingly designed booth, theater, cinema experience, yeah. and you're doing nothing with it. They could have had Randy on there doing magic tricks. It's hardline audience participation. Is that... Kind of partially a German thing because no, I, Hardline came out a couple of years ago. But I mean, like the, you know that that thing where everybody's kind of getting involved and like you know um, the, the like this kind of togetherness thing. Like, it's something that is definitely not 
the same handled in the same way in society in the UK, for example. Sure. Like, like, is that a Gamescom thing, or does it happen to like all all these events? Like that that kind uh, of I think like it's just like a thing of the faith. When you know, if you go to a music festival in the UK or to a football match, people are still you know having that shared experience. It's a bit different though. It's a bit different because I think like I think of in the football. If you can use football as an analogy, that the, the the guy that motivates the crowd in Germany doesn't exist in the UK. There's like for anyone who's in the UK, like it's there's oh, somebody standing there shouting at the fans and riling them up. You guys um, bashed your fucking heads in. Okay. Good stage. Yeah. If I, if I recall, like. EGX rest or which is a little bit more death centric but Birmingham as an example there was not not really like stage presentation wise everything was there more was, like in the theatre thing right there which was, was the more like thing, a theatre thing there was a cosplay stage oh yeah also one thing that was fantastic at EGX I loved so much last year like they had like this retro section so they had just rows of PC and you could just sit down and play they, they had like Jedi Knight yeah. 2 huge retro uh, section uh, Starcraft too. Command and Conquer that was fantastic but in general shout out to EGX like it was to we were to EGX great Birmingham and EGX Reds London and two absolutely great stellar conventions because I think they managed to get this feeling of like consumer gamescom feeling playing games but also death panels uh, which is more like the usually the, the 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 games industry trade fairs, which are your still has that. It's great mix. It's like PAX. When where do you see? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but in Europe, there's no there's no panels at Gamescom. They don't have the space mm. for it. Right? Well, I mean, opening night felt like a big panel for Death Stranding Kojima. Yeah, that's the games show. Is that officially part of Gamescom? It's called Gamescom Open. It's the Gamescom night. Open night. I see. Okay, it's not. The yeah, I few like in a sense. Like, I mean, there's a Ubisoft launch and there are some other, like, models and ideas where we're uh, like Twitch, Twitch contributors or Twitch or whatever tr- doing panels and stuff, but not in a way like you have it on PAX, etc., where it's just, like, like a game convention where you have actual, like, panels this day, you can watch this yeah. and that. They had, they had death panels at the Stadia booth, and I noticed that not a lot of people were paying attention. Hmm. But they had a slide. A slide? Yeah. Wait, why did nobody tell me? They had that big, like, circular oh, slide. yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. I mean, you should have gone slide. Me. I should have slid. Slid it. Slid it. Slid it. The rising. So, one thing that, like, I really noticed, you know, like, how much things have changed. So, uh, as we said early on, the, the games, the, the predecessor to Gamescom was Games Convention, which yeah. was in Leipzig. First time in 2002, I was there for the first one. And, like, the experience, like, completely different. Like, yeah. back then, so... I, I was, as we know from previous episodes, I love these throwbacks. From episode four, uh, I used to be a hardline X bot. Yeah. So obviously, I just want to go to Microsoft booth, right? Yeah. And back then, there was no queues or anything. It was just like, hey, you can walk up to the station. Maybe you wait until one person in front of you is gone. It's just Major Nelson. So I just stood there, there and then I played, I think, like Mac Assault for two hours or something by myself because you know, there was no time limits or anything. Yeah. Also, I, I found out uh, at that show how to uh, handle the UI of a Xbox dev kit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's see what other demos are on here. So, and so like they had just brought, they had just brought over these Xboxes from E3. So like all the even games that were not officially there, like all the you know all the demos from E3 were all there. That's also where I played StarCraft Ghost. Um, yeah. But it's like these days, like you know, you so much as try to touch a different button mm-hmm. or like touch a, you can't touch the console; they're all locked away. So you touch a button that's unintended, somebody's immediately going to jump on you. Probably because somebody walked so like, by. Hey, Twenty minutes time limit. You wait for us. So it was crazy how back then it was completely different. Then it was super relaxed. It was you yeah. walk up to any station, maybe walk wait five minutes or maybe wait two hours if the asshole in front of you is playing Mac Assault. But, um, it's because somebody walked by and they were like, "How long has that sweaty kid been playing Mac Assault and screaming fuck Sony?" Uh, well, he's not playing Mech Assault anymore, sir. He's hacked into the, the build and he's just playing whatever was on there. Fantastic. This is a trend that needs to continue. So Marcel is, Wait, you're is the me? reason why we cannot have nice things. <laughs> yep, Marcel has ruined trade shows. Good job. So, no, I mean, I, but yeah, I, I think those are those are methods to make that more successful. I don't I don't see it being sustainable in its in its current state and that's e3 or or gamescom they're gonna have to evolve a little bit they're gonna have to lift up those indies a little bit i mean which should be a little easier to seeing how indie gaming is is hopefully expanding the way it is i mean like jima insists he's an indie now so he invented his own genre marcel mobile strand game you never played one before social strand game social Social mobile It's, we're okay, all so let, let's I'd say let's wrap it up because we just we just looked at you know from from the consumer perspective, for you guys as game devs. Okay, Matt, you have one more point. No, I was going to say I, I I have an idea about how we should wrap this up, but we're not wrapping it fully up. We're just wrapping it partially up. 
Right, okay, kind of partially wrapping up then. Partially, so the yeah. question for, for you as people working in the industry, yeah, what is your stance on this stuff? Because obviously it's it's always a lot of like preparing demos for for you know for stuff like this, it always takes a lot of death time, you know, it's it's a distraction from finishing the game. Um, all this stuff. What's your stance on that? Is it still something where you think, hey, you know, it's... I mean, we've seen cases in the past where, where it was great, like where, where people said, hey, you know, maybe our team didn't have a clear vision or whatever, and then we, we had to come together to make this demo, and, you know, that, that really then, like, uh, like motivated the team, like, uh, stuff like that was said about uh, some of the Halo games in the past, yeah. where, like, the reaction to a demo then really helped, you know, motivate the team and, like, make the final push, or is it just a distraction? Is it a mix... No, I mean, I, like, I, okay, we'll go, we'll go around then. Um, I, I, I am overall positive on it. I think, I think my hardest criticism of these shows is for the the consumer. I think they're currently, as it stands, they're the ones that get the least amount out of this. Realistically, the people. But, uh, but no, for a team, it's 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 all the positive stuff you guys said. I mean, sending your team down there, especially if you're if you're deving in Germany, like you send your team down there. You're, 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 you get to see the people that are playing your game. You get to interact with them in a way that you absolutely would not just going to a Best Buy and uh, saying, I worked on it. Like, um, it, it is a level of connection. Um, also, after coming with that demo, like putting that together, it's a nice break to be able to kind of wander around and just immerse yourself in games, remind yourself of why you like games, why you like making games. So, I mean, yeah, for, for, the, for the team, it's, it's great. And I think, I think for, I think, I'd like to think that, um, these guys are smart enough to make the shows more consumer centric going forward, um, or at least at least ease some of that line pain. I mean, it's been going up. They're getting more attendees, and I think some of the booths are, are really improving. I, largely positive on it. Same for me. I think for for game development, it's still super important because you need like this certain like key beats where you don't necessarily need to to put your to your team in a crunch mode. You usually see when you work on Gamescom build or something that the team gets motivated itself. They have this... Because usually for like two, two three years, you work on a game. Maybe you have like obviously milestones, sprints, whatever. But this is this one big thing before launch where you have the feeling you can have this launch excitement and work on something, get it out in the open, get together feedback. I think that's important. So for game development, it's it's really good. But I think I agree absolutely with Richard that consumer conventions have to change a little bit their like uh, way they're doing it because they will get competition if like the local events which popping out more and more yeah. and more getting better like this is a place where you get a uh, cool experience where you can meet the Assassin's Creed actor and the uh, whatever cosplayer mm-hmm. while also not not standing in lines and having a great weekend. So more and more people will thrive to that, which I hope, because I think these are ones uh, like we also need these smaller local events. E3, they don't always have to be small. Either, yeah. You know? yeah. E3, I literally don't know where this is going. Like, I think at the end, we will just have like a big pulse for press conferences at some point. Everyone will have their own uh, venue like EA Play, Microsoft area, etc. And then maybe like a, like a few left or smaller things at E3, but they also need to change their price politics because it's one of the main reasons is E3 is bloody expensive. How much is a ticket to Gamescom? 30 bucks, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. A day? Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm talking not about the, the ticket. I'm talking about if you want to have a booth at E3. Oh, if you I, see, have I see, space, I see. It's bloody expensive. Like even a chair for your booth is bloody expensive. <laughs> and... <clears throat> For the future, uh, I think, like, well, for myself, to be honest, I greatly or mostly enjoy smaller to medium-sized conventions. Like, I enjoy the Gamescom and I enjoyed E3, but for me, I have the best time spending one weekend on something like EGX, etc. Yeah. Um, and that is something where I would even, like, encourage people go rather to these kind of, like, places than Gamescom. Okay. If you need to, to decide or whatever, because you might have a better time there. So for me, I second what you're saying about as a dev. Like, um, it's fantastic when you see your game being shown for the first time, and there are other people playing it, and and it's just really a rewarding thing. You know, no matter what they say, in fact, uh, about it. Um, but I think for the second bit, like I agree. Like I don't understand why it isn't more like an art, uh, like art exhibitions when they curate when things are properly curated. You invite the the games that you want. To the show, ah, to, in order to create an atmosphere or a theme or a, some harmony uh, there, rather than it just being a kind of 
um, always about the technology or something like that. Like I like the idea that you just pick things based on your interests or like what you think people might be interested in um, that has some kind of thematic consistency or you know and like it takes it'll take it takes someone quite philanthropic um, maybe not within the industry who has something at stake yeah, yeah. to create that but I like the idea of that. That's actually a pretty cool idea. I kind of dig that like a themed game show. That's kind of neat, Marcel. So, um, going back to what you said, Richard, but how, what, what do you do? Like, what does it do to your team if you, so you, you put all that effort into creating a demo yeah. and then the love is not universal as we've seen with, in this case, um, uh, Marvel's Avengers. So from, from Crystal Dynamics was played yeah. for the first time in Gamescom. We both played it. How did you enjoy playing Avengers with me? Uh, it was you know it's, it's so I'm, I'm obviously wow. as you know I'm looking very much forward to Avengers. It was also <laughs> sadly the the out of all the games I played at Gamescom, it was the worst demo. It was a so, rough demo, yeah. Like both from you know, and that's like something that really blew my mind. Like you know, you obviously you make something based on what is right now the biggest license in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you think there is enough budget. But um, they had some shitty third-party controllers mm-hmm. that, like, were some of the most uncomfortable comp- controllers I've ever used. I got a cramp after, like, 10 minutes in my hand because it was such a shitty controller. The, uh, the, the Final Fantasy music from everywhere else around us was way too loud. Like, you barely heard the that game. That bolstered my spirit. That was, so, yeah, like, so the, mean, the, the, that was not ideal. So, you know, what, what does that then to your, to your game? To, sorry, to your team. You know, like, you put all this work into, like, go to, to an event, like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And people are like... You know, also good. It's also good. I mean, one of the one of the hardest things to do as as especially newcomers to the industry, like juniors that have just started working. One of the hardest things to do is to get that thick skin, uh, understand your feedback, and then and then find a way to work forward. It's really it is really easy to spend a long time putting love into something and then just you know having the first person put their eyes on it and be like, man, it's alright. It's not as good as other game. But um, you got to go through it. You have to do it, uh, and then through that, you know, you you grow as a person. I think, uh, especially in in my kind of line of work, you tend to be a slightly like um, around around when it, when it when it's time for this stuff to go. You you try to be slightly less project oriented at that point, and more team oriented. Think about how your team's going to get through that. Um, but hopefully, when you're getting that feedback, it should be stuff that you already know and that there's 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 time to fix. But if there's any massive, oh man, they don't like this, they really don't like this, then uh, then it's it's a good exercise for the team to be able to deal with that sort of stuff because it's going to happen. And if you're gonna get that kind of feedback, it's it's you know, hopefully, if you haven't had it earlier in the process and you get it, then like it's it's good to have it face to face where you can. Ask the questions that are coming up. You know, you don't just uh, roll up into a ball and be like, "They don't like it. Take it down." But it's still weird, though, based on what you said, that like all the factors outside of the game demo itself should be so shoddy. Like, uh, I was, what I is was, the that, reason? That was pretty for that? shoddy. Shocking to me. You know, if I were a marketing person working on that, I, it blows my mind that someone was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll take these really, really shitty controllers for our first, you know, first time ever playable." What brand was it? Logitech, I think. Was it a Logitech? Was I usually doing so? Hmm. It could have been like a Lagar Torque. <laughs> Lagar Torque. Like they felt like something out of a, like a Tamagotchi, man. Like it was those controllers uh, were a bit rough. Did you, did you just mix Elgato and Logitech together to one rep? I just tried so to. Elgato yeah. is owned by Corsair, isn't it? That's, that's not the point. I I just. I, Are you just mixing sad. names together? No, I. I think I was thinking like what would be an off-brand Logitech. Lagartork, I like that. Lagartork. Like you should th- get sponsored a, by Lagartork next, what's next become, episode. What, what would be a clone of a third party? Like a sixth party? Yeah. Or a fourth? It's, it's a third, third it, Then it's a third world party. So a, a clone of a Logitech. Yeah, some guy yeah. came in with two giant trash bags full of controllers. He's like, I got him. Show saved. They just picked up like in a, in a dirty back alley somewhere in Cologne. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what you're selling? Yeah, Every you year, it, magically, they sweep out the Gamescom, and whatever uh, controller-based refuse is found populates the booth next year. It's a tale of rebirth. 
self-sustainable. And yes, if, if people are curious, usually what happens to the hardware is the, a lot of the hardware which is used at Gamescom or other conventions yeah, is actually it, yeah. packed back and sent back to the hardware distributor. And so, I have no so idea so what they're that. doing with that. I remember some people sell, sell them. Cleaning yeah. it and selling it. Cannibalized. Yeah. It's, a lot of it is rented or yeah. you know, it comes from the studios. I remember, uh, I think for one time for an event, somebody from, I think, Canada brought a bunch of GeForce 1080s. Yeah, what was it? Was it? I remember it's, that story. Yeah, yeah, like like you know somebody like from Canada, like they brought a a, a ton of 1080s for for future games come or something, so we could like put them in PCs. That's so, awesome. All right, so yeah, that must feel pretty baller, right? What's in there? Yeah. Well, you know, just ten thousand euros of cheap my, news, my suitcase of graphics cards. <laughs> big deal. That's how we roll. So yeah, um, thank you, gentlemen. This was another. Matt, 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 I'm Matt. not sure if proof. Oh, Matt wants to say, okay. No, no, Matt had a way to wrap it up. I must insist. No, no, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was. And Matt has Matt lost angrily his, threw Matt, his mic Matt on the ground. Now has to retrieve now his, that we've spoiled his microphone his. from his general sure crotchal crotch area. Uh, he's about to. I think I'm back. Okay, Matt is back online. Listen, I. I kind of said it already. I was going to put it to you to say what kind of show would you do if you know if you had to change it. Where oh, would it we go? Did it. Because we did, we we sort of you sort of highlighted a problem, but we yeah. didn't offer a, a. Maybe we did. Like thinking about the solution to this problem, like is it just the small affairs or so? Like, like if we could do our own fair, exactly. what would we do? Is your question. Yeah. That's a fantastic way to wrap it up. I mean, I sort of have already said so. I'll start. So so I would really just think about something I I'm passionate about. Maybe just something that's very. Um, uh, just like a feeling, like the games that present a certain feeling. So maybe they celebrate a certain um, sort of po- um, politically or socially something um, and to bring those games together and to pick and choose them. Really, that's the, 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 the main thing is to like pick the games rather than it just be like, oh, let's just have all the games. Because then as, a con- as someone going there, you know that all of the things you're going to see have been looked after. Like that's just the feeling and it's consistent somehow. Dr. Matt's Art Museum. Yeah. I like it. Basti, what's your game show? Uh, my, my, or maybe we, we do completely different. A little bit more like China and Joy. One, one third eSports stages. Every yeah. hall should have at least two eSports stages. Mm-hmm. We're on a good way with Gamescom because of Farming Simulator and the success of their Farming Simulator League. Uh, the rest is more stages just for, for cosplays. Yeah. More cosplay stages. I want to see more of that. Are you just and describing Jenna, John? The rest, yeah. The rest, we're just filling up with a hot dog booth. So it's it's one third hot dog booth. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm there. Yeah. All right. I'll let Marcel bring it home. So so mine would be uh, state fair style. State fair style. State fair style. I want rides and games and terrible food. I'm talking like fried cheese curds. Oh yeah. I'm talking like fried Snickers, fried controller. Sounds like we had already I sampled mean, those, that. Those yeah. Things they- <laughs> I felt like somebody deep fried. Yeah, somebody deep fried. But yeah, no, that's how I do it. You, more you, balloons. Give yeah, me more balloons. You know, yeah, and then and then you can uh, you can through these uh, win prizes. You know, walk out with your giant stuffed animal. Okay, that's my thing. No, you're not getting f- just free swag. So we're just rebranding all the swag to a price. So this that's also right. means we can save money because we only need like. I mean, they did like, like the Square. Square did that with the t-shirts. Like if you beat the raid yeah. boss for FF14, you get a you get a shirt. Yep, that's my that? state fair. Oh, no. Oh. Go for it. So my so uh, two things. Either uh, for me, as Basti, like I really like some like EGX where it's like a mix of like, hey, you, know, you can play games. You can like there's dev panels, but you can also just sit down, you know, and play some board games with, with other people. So you know, so like really that like that that small like, community focused thing yeah. is really cool. The other thing that is like the perfect choice, you know, it, it should be something like, um, like maybe a weekend. Yeah. Um, Say I would do probably do it in early November, in Anaheim, for two days. So you have like games like World of Warcraft and maybe Overwatch, Hearthstone stuff, and you could call it BlizzCon. So your idea is BlizzCon. Oh yeah, hey, cool. That sounds great. That's, well, you only want to call it BlizzCon, or you, or you could call it MarcelCon and just to have like selfies of me everywhere as banners. MarcelCon. MarcelCon Raven. RavenCon. Marcel Expo. Not bad, actually. Okay, Mar- so thank, thank you, gentlemen. It was, as always, uh, fascinating to talk to you. I hope it's vaguely uh, amusing to listen to as well. Lunchcom. So, Matt, uh, where can people talk to you if they want to talk to you? At Goatflip. On Twitter. On Twitter. At Goatflip. Basti. Uh, at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N. 
on Twitter. Richard, do you ever feel left out in this? No, I have a Twitter handle. Now. Okay, what is it? It's uh, Hot Tom Com uh, Show Expo at Twitter. Okay, that's before the Twitter. You can. We're gonna put on Hot Tom Hot Tom Com. Uh, all the Marcells will be there. We'll have Marcel babes. It'll just be Marcel. Uh, we'll have Marcel-based food, so no chicken with bones in it, and no fish. I'll have Marcel-based games. Just a hall full of gauntlet, and you can hate playing with them as much as I do. Marcel Hot Master Chief Crossplay Okay, contest. thank you very much. That was excellent, Richard. Just Master so, Tickets today. So as, as always, if you want to drop us a line, you can do so at... A proje- sorry. Send us an email to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are very happy if you want to suggest some future topics, perhaps, that you would like to hear our take on... Um, as one of our listeners, Eli, has recently done on Twitter, so we're definitely going to look at those. Mm-hmm. Also, a shout out to Kevin for all his comments on the Podbean site. You are yeah. And to uh, our friend from Russia on Twitter, who has also given us a lot of feedback on the audio quality. Yeah. If, as always, you want to talk to me for whatever deviant reason, you can do so at Comraven on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much. Talk to you next week, next week, Thursday, new episode. Um, as always, I think Todd Howard was largely right. E E E three hot out. tom style. It's over. God bless. We're, we're out. E three this, this hot episode toms. is over. We so never talked want... about booth babes. Fuck hot you, right. Oh. Be the old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Got me some roses and a little bling I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king